Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Brother Mark Ajo here and so happy to be with you again. And today we have an interesting podcast. We've got uh, our brother Murphy Wong, and it's such uh, a resource to have Brother Murphy Wong on staff here at Bible Believers. He's been involved in the work in China from the very beginning and really has his finger on the pulse of what is happening there with the believers. And the situation in China has really changed over the years. And we are so blessed that there was a window of opportunity when the word could go into that country and take hold. And it's not that way anymore, as Brother Murphy will explain in this interview. But the believers are there. They are thriving. They have testimonies. And Brother Tim Dodd was able to sit down with Brother Murphy and get all the details. So welcome, Brother Tim. Thank you, Brother Mark. God bless you and God bless our listeners. It's good to be back this week with an interview that's long overdue. It's been a while since we've talked about China and the goings on in China. As you mentioned, the country is changing. Things are tightening up. Uh, They're becoming definitely more, uh, how should we say, difficult to deal with when it comes to the gospel. However, you cannot hide the life of the word of Christ in the believers. And so I know that you'll enjoy this interview. Brother Murphy and I sat down in the office before I left for Uganda and just had a conversation about China. So God bless you to our listeners. I'm sure you'll be blessed. So we have with us today, Brother Murphy Wong, who we work in the office together. So we're quite familiar uh, with events that pass by, but we don't often get a chance to sit down and have a podcast together. We just traveled to Boston and had missionary meetings there, wonderful meetings with Brother David Combo and the believers in that area. Now we're back in Cloverdale just before I leave for Uganda. And Brother Murphy, we finally get to go online and have a podcast about China. So welcome to the podcast. Well, God bless you, Brother Tim. It's so good to be back on the podcast again. And uh, since the last time we're talking about the China, it seems like it has been uh, quite a while ago. Yeah, it has been quite a while ago. And sometimes it's, I think, partially because there are some things we cannot publicly say about China. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's why even when, uh, this time, uh, I think when we do the Pasca podcast uh, again and about what's happened over there, uh, to have some update, uh, uh, maybe I'm just, uh, instead of giving it a name, uh, we're just going to talk about uh, uh, what's happened there without it, uh, just exposing the name of the believers over there. Absolutely. 
I think the believers understand that you can't use names. We can't use names. The situation in China is tightening up. And uh, maybe to start off with, um, I'm always thrilled with the testimony. We did write about it in the last Believer's Faith Challenge report of how that though the Chinese government has um, restricted the availability of Bibles and Christian literature and anything Christian in the country or on the internet, there has been some feedback from people that had previously received Bibles. Can we talk about that? Yeah, uh, I think that you already know that the reason that's, um, uh, I think one of the main reasons that the brothers was arrested uh, in the last time, and um, one of the brothers was put into jail for uh, more than 20 months and just released uh, uh, last of the November. And um, while we're uh, uh, having this, um, it seems like, like a setback uh, to the works that's in there. But, uh, you know, the Lord has never been defeated. And that every time when things like that happened, it seems like the Lord always has something that's more powerful and um, uh, just turn it around and reverse it for the glory of God. So while the brother was arrested uh, during the 20 months of the time, I know that we shared uh, many testimonies of how uh, the brothers are in the jail to witnessing to the people and uh, to lead the, uh, the two young men to the Lord and just miraculously. So that's what's happened in the prison. But uh, right after uh, the brother was, came out of the prison, uh, well, we thought, okay, uh, uh, you know, you got to be careful and things, but uh, that's what we thought. We're concerned about and um, just try to be as low profile as it can be. But uh, the brothers there has uh, no fear whatsoever. As soon as uh, they are coming out of the from the prison, I think that the first thing uh, the brothers had asked for, what can we do to uh, get the message to the people? Uh, to us, we're probably thinking that would be the last thing to do. Uh, just uh, united with your family, you know, just try to be uh, as low profile as you can be. But uh, for the brothers, all they're concerned about is to get to the word of God to the people. And so right after uh, they are released, I just want to show you how the Lord, uh, he's a supernatural God. And whenever God has moved, there is he's always have the supernatural elements in it. In it. So uh, after the brother, before the brother was arrested, and um, he felt led want to distribute the, the Bible to the, the people, but not only just give the, the Bible to the people, uh, every Bible, or I would say the most of the, the Bible that is sent it out, uh, they uh, always uh, stuck one message book inside of the Bible, and uh, name it as Adam uh, study material. So they send it out to the people. And at the beginning of it, uh, we never uh, heard anything uh, uh, for uh, feedback uh, from that. And then uh, just within a few months, the brother was arrested and uh, sent to the prison. And then we thought, well, for sure, you know, there's nothing going to uh, gonna happen because uh, they lost the contact. There, nobody can contact them. Uh, their website was uh, shut down uh, by the government, and um, also um, the, uh, what they have, the, the group chat, or whatever the connection that they have is all lost. But, you know, as I said, that God is a supernatural God, right? Just right after the brothers was released, somehow, and the letters start to come in. 
and uh, the one letter uh, uh, sometime and sometime two letter and before you know it the, the letters just come in one after another people require uh, for about the message. They said, you know, well, what, uh, we uh, got the Bible. I heard, um, uh, you know, I read one of the, uh, this man called William Branham's his book, his message. Uh, can you tell me more about it? So just one after another. And by God's grace from that, uh, we have a fruit uh, that is buried from it. And there was one sister who received um, uh, the Bible, and he, she also started reading the message. And um, somehow he went to uh, connect it with uh, the brother who was just released from the prison. And then uh, he become uh, uh, she uh, start uh, he become he start to uh, witnessing to her, and then this sister uh, finds it at a place and uh, went to this. Um, Brothers of the church, of course, it is a home church. They cannot even have a church for uh, every Sunday. They almost have to change their place uh, every Sunday service. Sometimes they have to um, go have a meeting in a restaurant. Sometimes they have to go to uh, have a meeting in the tea shop, just like what we have in the coffee shop over here. And sometimes they even have to rent to the dancing hall and uh, uh, karaoke play, uh, house uh, tried to have a meeting over there. Uh, but, you know, thank the Lord that the, uh, God gave them the wisdom. And uh, they just had a persistent want to get to the, the word to the, the people and to feed their sheep. And so this is uh, this uh, sister from the house church, which is an underground church, and um, uh, getting connected with the brother and come to the church. And the more she's listening to the words, and the more she got attracted. And uh, just a few months ago, uh, by God's grace, this sister received the message and was baptized. And so we can see that the fruit. And we see uh, there's a nothing in vain when you walk in the will of the Lord. And to do the service for the Lord, and to the Lord always come behind it to prove it. And that, that is uh, from Him. So, and also... Uh, there's another uh, testimony over here, and during those time, uh, there is a brother who has been uh, witnessing online. Uh, you, if you uh, heard the, the former podcast, you probably heard that the, uh, the brother, I won't call his name, but we called him a white jacket brother because uh, just in one of the uh, photos, uh, he wearing a white jacket, so we just give him a nickname of that. And he's not a minister, but he got burdened for to get the message out. So he has started sharing online uh, just time after time. Sometimes uh, people receive it, and sometimes they reject it. Sometimes the people even uh, uh, kick him out of the chat room. And uh, the buddy was just constantly coming uh, to uh, witnessing to the people. And at uh, one time he witnessed it online just during that his last two years. And he witnessed it online to uh, one of the sister uh, in a certain province and in a certain place. And um, uh, that sister received the message. And so he baptized it in her. Uh, and then uh, after it, they kept quiet for a while. But right after this, the brother was released from prison. And the Lord did, um, used the white jacket brother to put a contact with uh, the, uh, this sister together. So then this sister invited this brother who just released from the prison said, you know, why don't you come over to our place? We have many people who want to hear about this message. So the brother went over there 
and、uh, they gathered together for a meeting. Uh, but they couldn't have a bigger meeting. Though there are many, many believe—I mean,、uh, uh, Christians over there—but they couldn't have a, a big meeting. So what it did, they, um, the sister uh, gave an invitation uh, to uh, some of the elders. So they had about the thirty or forty elders or ministers and coming together to that little house meeting. So this brother started to.、Um, Uh, with another brother to team it up, they start to uh, uh, sharing the, the message. But you know,、uh, they thought, okay, well, this is the beginning. We don't want to share this. It's too、um, uh, just too boldly. So they kind of like beating around the bush a little bit. And so from this angle and that angle, they start to share and about to the message and another prophet. And just as they're sharing, and、uh, their people are listening, and all of a sudden, one of the elder. Uh, who is it? A pastor, actually, and、um, uh, he rises up and he talked to this brother. He said, "Hey, is it a white you? A white you beating around the bush?" And the brothers feel blushed. And then this、um, the elder, this minister, said, "He said, 'Don't beat around the bush. I, we already received the message, and in the last of the year, we read it and we believe it.'" Amen. <laughs> he said, "Just, just go ahead." <laughs> Just go ahead and share the message, please. We want to hear it. Amen. So then the brothers they had um they had two days of a meeting there、mm. and sharing the message with the people and it has a, caused a tremendous impact uh, to that uh, uh, to that little area there because of those、uh, all our pastors, ministers,、right. elders in, in the church,、right. and the one of the, the pastor that he had um. Uh, he's kind of like、um, uh, had a house church. They had about a thousand people, but because of the tightening of the situation,、uh, especially to the religious、mm-hmm. uh, realm, and then、uh, they have to break it up all their other、uh, big churches into small groups. So they cannot have a groups over thirty people.、Right. But he said, you know, next time when you come, please let us know. We want our people to hear this message.、Amen. So actually, this uh, brother uh, uh, gonna go to that place. Uh, in the next,、uh, actually November, this coming November,、mm. and is going to、uh, holding a meeting. So、Amen. we wanted the people to remember it and be prepared、exactly. because you know, you know that they have to be very very careful, and so they cannot just have a regular meeting that what we have over right. here. Right. Right. But to give them the bonus. Amen. You know, Brother Murphy, I think that listening to these testimonies reminds me of what Brother Branham said about the tender hand of Jehovah. You know,、yeah. when times are easy, Israel did not. The Israelites did not go back to the homeland, and God had、mm-hmm. to make it very difficult on them.、Uh, of、yeah. course, the Holocaust、yeah. and all of those things are terrible, terrible things. But as Brother Branham said, it was a tender hand of Jehovah to drive them back to the homeland. Amen. And a lot of these Christians in China, you know, when times were easy, they could have large church gatherings and things were fairly open. There wasn't a lot of、uh, desire. For the deeper things of God, but now it seems、mm-hmm. like because of the,、um, you know, I'll maybe say two things here. Number one, because when the Bibles went out, the message went out with them. That now、right. they're recognizing there is a source of food in this dark hour. Yeah. And number two, I want to say for everybody that's listening that supported the Bible printing in Chinese, this is now the fruit of it. You know, sometimes when we look back at the vision that Brother Biscoll had to get the China the China Bible translated and printed and all of that, and how we talked years ago of how it's open 
the land is open, but it won't always be open. And uh, right. now we're seeing the fruit of it, and we can appreciate the support of all the believers in the different areas that supported us as we labored in the translation and printing of the Chinese Bible. Now we find people being led by that to the revealed word in our day, the message of the hour. Absolutely. I think you said that exactly, exactly right. Actually, that's one of the, the brother uh, who was just released from the prison. He said that exactly the same thing. He said, you know, Brother Murphy, when I first said in the beginning, uh, when you said, you know, uh, you uh, translated the Bible and the publishes it and uh, print it and uh, get it into the China for the believers. And you said that's going to uh, take it as an in initiated that the people lead the people to the message, the revelation of this hour. And that brother said, I was wondering how in the world is that going to be? Because it's very hard. But um, he said, you know, I don't have that vision yet, but I believe what you and the brother Ed has sold that vision to be the truth. And I said, that I believe it and I go to do it. He said, and now I saw the result to the come. And she, he said, I absolutely believe that to be the will of the Lord. And God has approved that to be so. Amen. I, I agree with that. And, you know, we're so grateful for the supernatural. You've already said it, the supernatural hand of God. We, we walk through a door when it opens. That's all. I've mentioned that in previous podcasts. You know, when a door opens, that's all God expects of us is to walk through that door. But he's the one that supernaturally works to bring things together. And the wheels or the cogs of the Holy Spirit move slowly. But eventually, Brother Branham said, they move right into position for the moving of the Holy Spirit in a great way. So we're we're experiencing that. We're seeing that in China, and that's wonderful that you can share that with us. And you're, you were mentioning they have to change places now all the time. They're they're not able to meet in a specific location, and and the current um, uh, rules of the government are tightening up against all forms of Christianity and uh, any literature or anything like that. Uh, but nevertheless, God's still moving. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I just received um, a text from that brother just this morning, mm. and he said, um, uh, actually last night, he said, uh, you know, Brother Murphy, and I said, we went to um, a tea house just to have a meetings over there. We have a change of place. But, you know, even in that, God is still moving. And to the owner of the tea house, when we were there, started having a meeting and um, she served us the teas and things, and she started to hear us talking about to the Lord. And she came to me. She said, you know, a certain brother, he said, um, I feel very ashamed of myself when I saw you in a, such um, boldness and um, that the people with a, such a sincerity and love the Lord and worship the Lord and believe the word. Uh, she said, you know, I was a Christian, but I kind of went cold. But she said, you know, why don't I, I, I give it in my place to you? But she said, you know, please, and uh, just stay here and to preach whatever day you want to pray. I want to hear it too. Amen. Wonderful. How God opens doors. It's, it's, just, it's just tremendous beyond what we could think or imagine. You were mentioning before a, a certain healing that had recently taken place. Why don't you share that testimony with the people? Sure, absolutely. Actually, I have the, I, I actually I just received the, the update on that this morning. 
uh, thinking of just uh, in God's time, uh, want to maybe bring this um, uh, whole testimony in the full picture now. Amen. So uh, one of the sisters, uh, I personally know, know her as well, and years ago, we have shared a uh, message to her. Actually, uh, we and uh, another brother together, we baptized the sister that up in the north in China, uh, in the, uh, quite a remote area in the village there. And so after she received the uh, message, she, um, of course, she's living in the house. Her husband is not a believer. And, um, but her husband doesn't say anything too much but uh, about what she believed and things. She still can go to the church. And, but her husband just says, you know, this is uh, uh, not, uh, not my type of things. Uh, he got a business to do, the things to do, just have no interest. And just recently, uh, this is a sister, uh, uh, her husband uh, all of a sudden got a, uh, I think it was either like a minor stroke. Mm -hmm. And so, so, and then uh, they have to call the ambulance to send uh, her husband to the hospital. And while uh, he's in the hospital, and he got his stroke, and uh, by the same time, while they give uh, him a test, uh, they find out he got a cancer. And that actually is not the initiated stage of a cancer. The cancer has already spread in the all on his body. As a liver and a different organ of the, of the body has already uh, spread it with the, with the cancer cells. Mm -hmm. And so, so the doctor, they have to um, uh, judge the situation. So what are we going to do? You know, is, uh, or if we can put it, is it worth it for us to uh, revive him from the stroke or, uh, or uh, try to um, uh, treat the cancer? So they have to discuss it. But finally, they made a decision, that, well, let's, uh, let's revive him from the, the stroke. So they did. So then he um, uh, come back uh, to a consciousness again. And so, uh, then the doctor started to say, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, do the treatments and then different things. But then they find out that uh, the cancer cell is spread. It's already far gone. And so the doctor doesn't have much that they can do. They, uh, they said, you know, for us, we, we couldn't do very much uh, for you. And um, so the sister uh, right away, and she called out to the, uh, the brothers. She doesn't even have a church to go to, just in the remote area. And she called to the brother, asked him to, to pray for her husband and also for her soul. And she said, I just want his soul to be saved. Mm -hmm. So the brothers uh, get on their knee and then uh, prayed for, uh, for uh, her husband. And then afterward, the sister thought, you know, I asked the brothers to pray. Why, why am not uh, me myself uh, pray for my husband? If that a promise is just, uh, the Lord to give it to us, it doesn't have to lay on the other pastor or the minister. So perhaps they have a part of prayer. I, I want to pray. I need to pray for my husband that as well. So that this time they're already at home because the doctor basically gave them up. They couldn't do uh, very much for him. So the sister said, you know, I'm, uh, according to the word of a God, if we lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Mm -hmm. So she started to lay hands on her husband. And uh, while she laid her hands on her husband, her husband said, he said, you know, honey, he said, whenever you lay hands on me, I feel really comfortable. <laughs> and so the sister started to move her hands and lay her hand uh, onto the body. Wherever in her hands it is a move, lay hands on where the cancer is at. 
and her hands just uh, uh, vibrated uh, uncontrollably. And but mm. her husband said, "I feel so comfortable when you lay hands on me." Mm. So it was just a little confidence. Uh, just again, the more and more, so she has to lay hands on her husband from the toe to the bottom of the sole, and she just uh, pray and uh, was as sincere as it can be, and after that they prayed, and uh, and her husband said, you know, I feel so good about it, and then they they went back to the hospital to start to. Uh, uh, just uh, do some uh, uh, check it up, uh, see what is the uh, doctor uh, can do. And the doctor said, whatever that you have done, I don't know. But he said uh, the cancer cell, it seems like it is dwindling. Mm. It just uh, starts to go in a way, become smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that we're going to keep you in the hospital. We, we want to do a further test, see if that's the truth. So they do it at a scan and the different things. They said that it was just a phenomenal. They said that the cancer cell actually is a shrinking. So they just um, do it day after day after the day. And uh, finally, the, 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 the sister said, um, you know, doctor, uh, I think I believe the Lord that heals my, my husband. I want you to do the, because uh, uh, they also give, uh, give him some of the treatments. And, and uh, they said, and now it seems like this, we can, uh, we can manage him, start to control the cancer cell. So then the sister said, uh, uh, you know, after they've done, uh, I think it's either one or two treatments, the sister said, can you do, um, do a test of it again? Mm. Uh, because she has been praying. The doctor said, well, it's too early to do it at a test. You know, we have to do it. They have a certain amount of a treatment it has to do. The sister said, they insisted, you know, I insist, that why don't you do a treatment? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a test. So the doctor, they just cannot uh, argue with her. He said, okay, we'll, we'll do a test. So when they do that, uh, the test, they find out the cancer cell this is all gone. Completely and gone. And then they said, they're completely gone. Right, they said, this is impossible. They said, it must be the testing was wrong. So they do another test, then they couldn't find it. And uh, so then uh, the, the doctor said, well, uh, we want just make sure, uh, let's just uh, keep, uh, uh, let her still have some medication or a medication, just try to make sure. And the sister said, well, if the Lord has it healed, and that I believe the whole thing is, is done, and then we, we're going to take it at home. Mm-hmm. So that actually they're going to get out of the hospital and discharge it from the hospital. Everything is fine. Amen. But you know what? Whenever the Lord started doing things, the devil is, uh, is always to try to fight. Sure. So just in the last um, about a two weeks out of the time, and uh, the husband, uh, they, because they have to go back to the hospital, do the further checkup every, just re- recheck it every certain days. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, you know, we find out that uh, the cancer cell uh, are growing back. Mm-hmm. And um, so the sister said, you know, if the Lord healed him once, Lord, you never do a halfway right, job. Right. And um, she said, we believe God. And the husband right now, actually after this, and he become a believer. Amen. And so both of them in the pray, they asked the brothers to help them to uh, the prayer as well. So they prayed. And um, uh, now, actually, this morning, I just got a text uh, from her. She said that it went back to the hospital again. And that when they do that at the checkup again, the doctor said, I couldn't find even one trace of a cancer Amen. cell. But a doctor couldn't believe it. A doctor <laughs> said, he said, 
this is the wrong person. I said, this is not the same person. And she said, no. He said, this isn't my husband. Yeah. And so then they gave it a check report and they said that uh, we couldn't find even one cancer cell in you. Okay. So, you know, the Lord is a, such a miracle working God. He not only can heal, he also can keep the person that who has healed. Amen. That's a wonderful testimony, Brother Murphy. Yeah. The Lord Jesus. I always love it when Brother Murphy says, "Isn't the Lord Jesus wonderful?" You know, Amen. isn't He Amen. lovely? And and that's just the truth. Yeah. We thank God for His mercies and and giving Absolutely. His healing power to that brother to deliver him from his mm -hmm. cancer. Mm -hmm. Well, that is wonderful, Brother Murphy. We so appreciate that testimony and. You know, the believers, I think, can understand from uh, the what they're hearing today that uh, these believers in China are not children. These are mature believers. These are people that have had the message and have laid in the presence of the ripening sun of these last days, and it has baked a lot of the greenness out of them. They've been through trials. They've been through hardships, and they're not... Uh, um, they're not just uh, looking to receive help, but they are now actively helping others. And maybe you could share one of the recent things that the believers there have done uh, for for Africa. Yeah, well, that's a very true. I think this is one one thing to um, uh, really see the maturity of the believers is they're not just uh, keeping them. Uh, their eyes is on just to themselves, ask for no more. Right. But to whenever there is a need and uh, the maturity of the believers, that they also have the burden. It's not only just for their local church. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, this brother, um, uh, I've been sharing with the brother, just actually just ask, um, just not some... Uh, not I purpose to want to share it, but just mention to the brothers uh, that in China, you know, we're uh, before we... Uh, there is a need that in Rwanda, and they have, um, uh, you know, some of the brothers who got to the MP3 player, uh, or you can call it a mini speaker. It was a little, a little unit. Uh, they had uh, the um, uh, SD card in there, uh, loaded all the um, uh, whatever language that they had an audio uh, translation of the message that we can load it in there and provide it to the, the people so that they can listen. Uh, they can also listen by themselves or their whole family can listen too because it is a loud speaker that can play that out. So uh, I just mentioned that uh, to the brothers uh, uh, in China. They said, you know what? Uh, uh, we we want to be a supporter of that as well. If there is a need, it's not only just in China, you, uh, you know, there we have the need over here, but uh, we want to help the whatever uh, there is the people that has a need around the world. So uh, they said, well, we want to donate uh, some money for um, to uh, get to this uh, MP3 player uh, for those uh, brothers and uh, uh, sisters in Rwanda. So that's what he did. So they gathered all the money together at different churches. Uh, they, uh, they had to save some money and the, uh, uh, the different individual believers that uh, and then also the donated money. So just within a short time, uh, they uh, accumulated uh, uh, about a twenty, more than twenty thousand uh, dollars, and uh, bought a thousand of this mini speaker and MP3 players, and donated and shipped it all the way and to here, and so that the brothers can uh, bring it back to Rwanda or wherever. 
there is a need for a need for it. Amen. So by God's grace, uh, Brother Ali Kuzera, and who just um, uh, came back from Rwanda, and he brought it, uh, the 200 of them, just uh, loaded it in his uh, suitcase and uh, brought it over to the brothers and the sisters there. And they gave it to the most needed of the people so that they can hear the message of this hour Amen. Uh, in the voice in their own language. And the, the, Now, let me just interject here for the background. The believers in Rwanda over the last uh, few years have done a major translation work, and they've got over 400 translations in their message, but also... I think it's about 200 audio translations. I don't have the number in front of me. But they are very, very diligent in that country to get the message to their people. And this is what's been loaded on these MP3 players. But you can imagine if someone arrives at the border with 200 MP3 players in, uh, in his suitcase, uh, that the border agents are suspicious that this is some kind of smuggling operation. So they had a little bit of an issue at the border, Brother Murphy. Right, right, yeah. Well, that's uh, just a few a few weeks since back, and I got a text from Ellie. It was right out to the custom uh, in the Rwanda there, and he said, Brother Murphy, please pray. Uh, I got into trouble because uh, the, the custom, they couldn't, they wouldn't believe me. They said, this is the donated from uh, uh, the believers, so I have to pay tax on it. So we went to pray, and uh, he wanted to pray. And uh, I was just talking with the brothers in China while he was texting me. So I told the other brother, I said, uh, you know, brothers, the one, the machine that you donated, the nail was uh, holding in a custom and because they wanted me to pay tax then. And so the brothers in China prayed it as well. So by God's grace, and so we got to the donation letter and I issued it to Brother Ali. And then the next day morning, and Brother Ali sent me a text back. He said, um, you know, we present our case to them. And so they didn't charge even one penny of that and mm -hmm. let us go. So all the 200, some of them, the MP3 players, now has been the uh afraid afraid of duty and descended in the hands of the believers in Rwanda. Well, thank God for that. I mean, obviously we would have paid the taxes if we absolutely had to, but these are donated MP3 players and uh we are, we are so happy that the Lord opened the eyes and gave us grace in the sight of the customs agents to be able to get those into the hands of the people without any further cost. We appreciate everyone that travels and carries these things into these places and you know, we're, we're not a, a rich organization. We just rely on the Lord to provide every, for funds for everything that needs to be done. Hey, man, Brother Murphy, what's the latest update on China Bibles? What's happening right now with Bibles? Well, you know, uh, two, uh, two or more than two and a half years ago, just before the COVID, and some with the distributing the, the Bible, and the, uh, but because of that, the brothers was um, uh, arrested and into jail. So basically, we uh, uh, the door of printing the Bible in China and the distributing there is uh, closed. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't believe it will be closed permanently mm -hmm. because nobody can closer to the Word of God, and uh, because of that's uh, uh, that's just his word. He would not uh, uh, just see that's going on like that. But um, by God's grace, we. Um, uh, I had a, another um, a connection in uh, the India, and uh, so um, uh, we had made a connection with them, 
and so that we uh, uh they are uh, they're uh, uh willing to uh, uh help us print it the bible so the lord willing we're going to uh, print to the 1000 of a traditional chinese uh, and the English bilingual Bible. The reason we do the traditional Chinese and English bilingual Bible is because, um, as you know, in North America, they had a great population uh, of Chinese. I think even just in the, the metro Vancouver area, uh, they had uh, probably the 400 and of or half a million of uh, Chinese-speaking uh, um, people right. that are in, the, uh, in here alone. And so a lot of them is coming from either Hong Kong or Taiwan or different places. And in, uh, uh, in the U.S. As, uh, as well, we may have some connections of, uh, who's from the, the Baptist Church. But when they saw uh, our Chinese King James's Bible, uh, they asked, they said, you know, if possible, can you uh, uh, provide us uh, the traditional Chinese? Because we have a lot of people who's only reading traditional Chinese. Because in China, I think I shared it before, there's a two type of a written language. One is a simplified, one is a traditional. Right. After the communists took it over, they simplified the traditional Chinese into what they call the simplified version of Chinese. And so that's the mainly is the mainland of China that people are writing. But for people from Hong Kong or Taiwan or the older uh, generation, that in the Northern America, they're all reading the traditional Chinese. So that's uh, one of the reasons that we're printing this traditional Chinese. So, so Lord willing, uh, is already undergoing uh, the process of the printing. So by next year, March, and uh, we're going to uh, ship that all the thousands uh, of the, uh, the bilingual Chinese bilingual Bible over here in North America and to distribute it to the the Chinese-speaking population, so over here. Amen. So those will be available in the new year. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the coming year of March, if Lord will. Amen. And we're just, and if people want something to pray about, please pray that God will open the door once again for the Bibles to get into China. We're beginning to see the fruit of it in bringing people to the message of the hour. And uh, uh, God is the one that's in control of governments ultimately. He doesn't run the government, but he controls all things, and he puts up or tears down according to what his will is. And so we pray that God will work things out according to his glory and his wonderful purpose in these last days, and there must only be a few last days left. Time is drawing to a close, and uh, this message is going out to all the world. Indeed, this gospel has been preached in every nation. And uh, that's what must happen, and we certainly are seeing it through the Message Hub, the contacts that we have all over the world from every nation. Uh, and uh, we are very uh, excited about what God's doing in this hour. So, Brother Murphy, I'll give you the last word. Just greet the people and, and uh, let them know how the people in China are a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And I really appreciate all the helps and the support and your prayers and your love for the work in China. You know, it's the work over there is not going without the opposition. But we thank the Lord that the messages still have a power and has always have a power to holding the people, to transforming the people. And so they're just moving on and in the, in the front of, uh, in face of all the against an opposition and the Lord has proven himself to be the supernatural working God and his 
was always victorious in every battle that fought. Amen. And may the Lord bless every one of you. Amen. God bless you, Brother Murphy. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Murphy. And so wonderful to hear those testimonies and to hear how the believers are thriving in China. And also so interesting how that burden to have the King James Bible translated into Chinese as a resource for the believers there. But uh, who knew? I suppose the Lord knew this would turn into an outreach tool as people order those Bibles or get a hold of them however they are able. And then there are message books in there and they get intrigued and interested and led right into the word of the hour. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. That's so true, Brother Mark. It's a testimony to really being led of the Spirit as Brother Biscoe uh, certainly was behind the translation of the King James Bible into the Chinese language even before I was involved with it. And uh, we appreciate men of God that are led by the Spirit. Sometimes you don't always realize why the Holy Spirit is pressing you to do something. You don't always know how it's going to work out or in what way God will use it, but you just press ahead. And that was such a long project. And now we see some of the fruit of it, being able to open doors and enabling the Holy Spirit to lead the elect seed of God around China to the message of the hour that their soul is so craving for. The predestinated seed in our day craved for this message. There's no other explanation. This message was sent to satisfy God's seed in this hour. There's, it's sent to the elect of our day. So they'll never be satisfied until they come into the light of the hour. And one thing for sure, as Jesus said, all the Father has given me will come to me, and none can pluck them from my hand. And so we realize that God will always make a way, no matter what country, no matter what circumstances, whether it be the communist regime of China, whether it be countries like even North Korea or different places where it seems like it's so locked down, God will not leave his bride behind. And so as you pray for these works that are happening in these countries, always remember that we can't always share every detail. We can't always share everything that's going on because that would certainly be counterproductive. We wouldn't want it out there in the public where somebody could get uh, anxious about it. But we're thankful for everything that God is doing. We're thankful for the believers' prayerful support for the work in China. And we pray that God will continue to bless them as they labor with us towards a furtherance of the kingdom of God in China. So God bless you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this. And uh, we know that you'll be praying for Brother Murphy and the work there. God bless you. And until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, 
in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast.